0: This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. The content found on TheBestDayEver.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Rebecca Goffier, and I'm here with Nadine Artemis, a great friend of mine, someone who I deeply admire for her commitment to creating a line of products that comes from the absolute purest ingredients and intelligence that comes from plant juice. She has created a revolutionary line of essential oils, elixirs, serums, and perfumed poetry for health, skin care, and beauty, coining the term renegade beauty. And I just have to say, Nadine, uh, how appreciative I am that you really do not compromise on the quality of your products they're the only ones that I put on my face and my skin, and they're the only products I can proudly say that have touched my baby skin. I have a daughter. Her name is still three months old now. The only thing that goes on her body is the, the jaw baby oil and the um, the shampoo and the conditioner. That's the only thing that I'll put on her because it's the only thing that I trust and understanding that the skin is the largest eliminative organ in the body it's so important, what we use, what we put on our bodies, and of course, I know that that's your philosophy and why you're committed to only creating the best for the body. So what we're going to talk about with Nadine today is how to achieve the best skin ever, and she's going to give us a little bit of an insight into what she'll be covering when she comes to the Women's Wellness Conference and speaks in just a couple of weeks. So welcome, Nadine.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, and I'm honored that, that that you're using
0: our creations on Little Sophia. Yeah, and she loves them, and it's funny because it's uh, the the jaw baby oil. I, rub, I rubbed it on my hands, and as soon as I started putting it on her skin for the very first time, it was the first time she ever laughed out loud. Oh. <laughs> she literally giggled with delight when I put the baby oil on her. So I thought that was just great. Yeah. So what I've done is I put an email out to my staff and I said, I want you to write me in questions about beauty that you want the answers to. And I got a bunch of questions from a lot of my female staff and compiled those to ask to you because I feel like women listening in will probably have similar type questions. Okay, here's a big one for women. How can you minimize fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes, things like crow feet and, you know, the eyes? which are the windows to the soul, how do we keep those looking bright and alert? That's a great
1: question. And one way into that question is also, you know, just tuning in to yourself and seeing, like, are you squinting? <laughs> and do you get enough sunlight? Um, so a lot of indoor light or looking at the computer screen or not going outside um, and and being with the sun is going to to challenge your eyes. Now, of course, I wouldn't suggest you go out and get glasses either, but just see if your vision is optimal. And if not, then look into looking at a book like Take Off Your Glasses and See or The Art of Seeing. That will give you ways to regenerate your eyesight and often it has to do with tension at the occipital ridge, which is at the back of the neck. And what's surrounding our eyes is actually muscle. So if those muscles are tight, then the eyes will be squinting. Getting enough sunlight, so just looking at the sun um, usually in the morning or the evening when it's gentler in the sky, that's actually going to feed your eyes. That's going to keep the sparkle in the soul of them. And also, it's going to communicate with the pineal gland, which is going to release melatonin. And the more natural sunlight in the day that you get, the better sleep you're going to have. So that's sort of the, the deeper answer. You know, one of the largest causes of wrinkles and loss of tissue connectivity because that's really what's happening when we get uh, wrinkles on our skin, is often from the daily application of chemicals. So I know that we think of our skin as something that's sort of just tough and exterior, but as you said, it is our, our one of our largest. It is our largest organ, and it's a great gift because we can actually feed the skin things that will nourish us. Um, but generally, right now in North American culture, we're actually feeding our skin things that uh, create excess estrogen, or actually, are creating wrinkles. So, eliminating petroleum, parabens, synthetic skincare will really help your eyes because all those fancy eye creams—you know, whether they're, you know, twenty dollars or a thousand dollars—is all made with some kind of petroleum.
0: So, how would you be able to detect that on the labeling? Oh,
1: yeah. Um, well, generally, you know, words that you can't read, or they're just weird, like paraben or FD&C number five, um, glycol, stearate, uh, all those kind of fancy words. And often those are 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 hidden too, and they sound like you know, like a lot of ingredients will start with aloe aloe juice. Um, but what there's also hidden ingredients in there that aren't on the label. It's kind of like with food ingredients, like a a can of soup, if it has cheese in it, you don't get all the ingredients of the cheese. So that can also happen in skincare. But I mean, you really want to avoid that. You want to look at the labels, and even in the, even at the health food store, you know they're not immune to using uh, GMO and synthetic things in in that in that beauty aisle. Um, so really look at that, and you wanna you wanna stop that process that's been created with commercial skincare. That's like overdrying, creating raw skin peeling away the lipid layers and then you're then you're trying to replace the oil with petroleum, which is just bleached so it's white, and then you're getting, you know, sensitive skin from that flaky patches and a lot of alcohols in those products, and that's really drying. So you want to just avoid that altogether.
0: It seems like if we just turn back to Mother Nature and tap into all her abundant resources, even doing something as simple as like an avocado mask, fresh aloe vera on our face, things like this, or of course, taking the time to invest in evaluating these products correctly, and then switching over to your line, for example, I think in the long run ends up causing the skin to be more radiant, healthy, and glowing, and is a worthwhile investment. You know, if I'm going to invest, $20 Twenty dollars in something, or fifty dollars, even a thousand, I'm happy to do that as long as I get the results, and there's yeah, and get that's something that's that is worth, yes, yeah, exactly worth that, because yeah often that thousand dollar cream
1: I mean that just probably costs a couple dollars to make, which is sort of insane. I often you know recommend that people really go through their bathroom, clean it out as you would in your kitchen or your fridge get in a low vera plant, put it in there. They're so easy to grow. They'll just, they grow. <laughs> really, You can't kill them. And then you can always slice that open. And even if you just got rid of that and then just replaced it with something like olive oil, jojoba, you know, mm-hmm. even that is just like, even if, you, if you're on a budget and you need to keep it really simple, just go there. Everything else is just like an empty, empty promises. You know, the beauty industry is just filled with, empty promises.
0: I think what the cosmetic industry has done is create a vicious cycle of this setting a standard that is almost impossible to meet in the world, setting this impossible standard with respect to weight, with respect to looking younger. I mean, we're going to age. That's just a fact. Our skin is going to lose some level of elasticity. I I love what Mimi Kirk said uh, you know, she was 70 years old. She spoke last year at the Women's Wellness Conference, and she did a couple of recipes. And, and, wow, she she was hilarious. I mean, she was flirting with Dave. She had, like, a, she was, like, spitfire. I just really enjoyed her presentation. And when I talked to her on the phone, her one concern was, look, Rebecca, you know, I have wrinkles. I'm 70 years old. I have wrinkles. I don't have, like, this wrinkle-less skin. And I said, that's totally fine and she was stunning, was do not a knockout? Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. She's a knockout at 70. Does she have wrinkles? Yes, because, you know, our skin does age. But what we can do is use Mother Nature in a way that prolongs that, I think, and then when we do age, we're aging gracefully and utilize that. I think it strengthens the skin and can prolong the aging process while at the same time helping you to age Naturally and gracefully. And that's really the goal. Whereas the cosmetic industry, they set that standard, they hook you, you're spending all this money on all these products, and they're not even getting the result that you want to get from them. In fact, they're causing your skin to age quicker and less gracefully. That's why we have you so that you can shed light on how to have radiant, healthy, glowing skin. Absolutely. You're reminding me of, um,
1: my mother was just in the hospital, and um, and every time I'd come visit, all the nurses were just like, oh, your mother's skin, your mother's skin. They just couldn't believe, actually, hardly any wrinkles at 72. And they were always saying, what is it, what is it? My mother's been using what I've been making for, was for over 22 years, so I thought that was just kind of sweet.
0: I mean, I think women do appreciate that when someone has radiant, youthful skin they're very impressed by that, and m- most of the time, it can be attributed to the quality of the product that's being used, and like you said, these, uh, these other things like going and sun gazing and getting enough fresh air, I mean, fresh air is a big deal. We're all outdoors all the time on our computers. We rarely go outside. I was recently in Hawaii shooting with David Wolf, and Len and I would go for walks, and everyone was in their house watching TV, and it's Hawaii. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's Hawaii. And he and I were just trying to spend as much time outside as possible. And people even in Hawaii, which is a paradise, that people all go from all around the world to spend time there because it's such a stunningly beautiful place, spending a lot of time still indoors on the computer watching television. I think it just represents a lot how we're disconnected from the earth. And then we seek... Uh, beauty and chemical substances that undermine our ability to be truly beautiful. So thank you for that reminder. Absolutely. How can you achieve a more even skin tone?
1: Yeah, that's something that we get asked a lot. And um, you know what I love hearing is when people have been using things that I've made and they are like, I don't wear makeup anymore. Like, And again, it's okay. You can wear makeup. But isn't it fun when you don't have to rely on it? especially foundation where you're having to cover the skin and not allow it to breathe. So, so many women get liberated when they don't have to use that every day. Maybe they have a concealer stick for like, you know, a little blemish that comes up or something, but I really appreciate here, hearing that. And again, it's about getting off these chemicals which disturb the surface of the skin and then internally, um, if we're if we're taking things like the pill, hormone replacement therapy, if we have a lot of Uh, vegetable fat in our diet, and vegetable fats are um, the polyunsaturated fatty acids, so that's like um, mazola, canola, soy. They're like rancid omega-6 oils, and interesting, every skin cell has omega-6 in it, so when we're eating those rancid vegetable fats, they actually really disturb our skin cells because the skin cell recognizes it as omega 3 but it's not a healthy omega-theory. It's a distorted, rancid omega-3. So when we get off that and we stop using soap to clean our face and just use something, I make something called the sea buckthorn best skin ever, which is like an oil. It's based on ancient gypsy formula where they would use oils to wash their face. And even people that have had acne for years or or people are nervous to wash their face with oil because they're really used to soap, They they just use it the first time and they're like, wow. So it's a real different thing. So we have to, again, undo some of the programming and um, treat our skin differently. We've really been trying to scrub it down and then people get chemical peels, clean up to even the mm-hmm. skin tone, but then they go, you know, but then it, it can sometimes get darker and they get hyperpigmentation. So all of these things are a reflection of what we're doing on the inside and the outside.
0: I just want to say about the sea buckthorn I use the lotion, but I primarily use the oil, and you know this because you would send me huge vats of it <laughs> when I was pregnant. And ladies, I just want to tell you that at 39 years old, having my first child, I slathered myself with the sea buckthorn oil religiously twice a day, and I had no stretch marks from my pregnancy. And all through my pregnancy, my midwife would marvel because I had a big baby. I gained 37 pounds, and my baby was 8 pounds, 4 ounces, and she was, al- she was almost 2 feet long. She so had a big wow. baby. I had a big belly, and I was concerned about the stretch marks. My midwife was, you know, very happy that I didn't have any, but she said, look, Rebecca, don't. Get too excited. Sometimes they come in after you have the baby because they're microscopic and you can't see them. But then I had the baby two days later. She came by my house and she was like, "Yep, you don't have any stretch marks." And we both. <laughs> <five>. <laughs> and I thought know, awesome. a lot of women. Yeah, it, it was so awesome. You know, they're concerned by that, and I just want to let you know that if if you're pregnant or considering getting pregnant and you're concerned about possibly getting stretch marks, I can tell you from my own experience that if you spend the time, it doesn't take a lot of time to use that oil which is such high quality and so nourishing to your skin, then you could perhaps have the same experience that I did and that's zero stretch marks and it's the only oil that I will put all over my body other than the cellulite formula which I also use and I use it on my face, I use the rose that you sent me. So I use the rose or I just use the plain and I get many, many compliments on my skin. I know during pregnancy it can be quite a rocky road with respect to skin and women break out or the skin gets really dry or it gets really oily because of all the hormone fluctuation. And I have to say that I didn't experience any of that. I had even skin tone. I didn't get any dark spots. My skin didn't change. I didn't get acne. And I really attribute it to using that particular product. I think it just prevented me from having to experience any of that stuff. In addition to eating very healthy, I think the two go hand in hand. What you said, what you're doing to your body on the inside is going to be reflected on the outside. And then you take it one step further and you make sure that what you're putting on the outside of your skin is nourishing the outside of it, plus that's being absorbed internally as well. So really. That approach, I think, is is the most effective way to walk away with a healthy, beautiful, radiant skin. That's awesome. So many women would show me their stretch marks because they're like war wounds (laughs) being pregnant. Yeah. Like, I don't have any. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any either.
1: And, And our midwives, they were definitely like, you know, they came a few days afterwards too, and they were like, wow, we've never seen tissue contract so fast.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big deal to be able to bounce back very quickly. It's just yeah, you feel really good, and then you can focus on what's really truly important, and that is your new baby. And mm-hmm. there's not these issues that's going on with your own body, or sometimes depression can arise because women are aren't bouncing back, or they don't feel great, or they don't feel attractive anymore, and all of that. And if you just, I think, maintain your health throughout your pregnancy, doing things that are really going to nourish your body, then you don't have to deal with any of that after the fact, and you can focus on the baby, enjoy being a new mother, and be accepting and uh, about where you're at physically, having prevented things like stretch marks and so forth, then it's not a big deal what, you, what your body goes through because you've been taking care of it all along. But I, I do have to say, for the record, that you saved my, the JJ. <laughs> and I think it's really important. I am going to mention this on stage at the Women's Wellness. Nadine sent me two very special oils. One was for before I had the baby, and then one was for after I had the baby. And I applied both those oils to my lady parts before and after. And remember, everyone, I was pushing for five hours. And I had an 8-pound, 4-ounce baby. She had a 14-inch head, and she was almost 2 feet long. My tissues didn't tear because of all the prep I did beforehand. And I really attribute the blend that Nadine created for me to strengthening those tissues, preparing them for the whole process of stretching that they endured in childbirth. And as a result, I did not tear. And this is very important because a lot of women, in fact, most women tear. There's stages of tearing. There's stage one, there's stage two, there's stage three. And when there's serious tears, there's the recuperation time that needs to be gone through, and there's a lot of discomfort, there's a lot of pain, and that energy is going into healing your body instead of focusing on the baby, I think. You you know, your focus is split and there's a lot of discomfort and pain and so some, sometimes women would tell me difficult for them to even sit up and nurse because they were in so much pain in their lady parts. If you prepare the tissues properly then again you bypass that whole situation and there's no pain and I literally the next day was out running errands I went and got a green juice I went I had to bring my daughter to the pediatrician and when I stopped in to get my green juice I ran into a girl who works at the health food store, and she could not believe that I was walking. And she said, well, I guess that means you didn't tear. And I said, no, I didn't tear. And she said, I couldn't walk for six weeks after I had my baby. She had a stage three uh-huh. And uh-huh. it just reminded me, when you have access to this technology, because it is a technology, you know, there's an investment. It does cost money to buy these products but it's such a worthwhile investment because I saved a couple of weeks of pain and discomfort. How much is that worth to you? How much is that worth to you? And and I think we need to think about things like this because some people balk at having to spend money to engage in preventative care, but if you don't do that, then now you're on the flip side, you're on the back end, and you're going through a lot of pain or or you're suffering a lot, and you have to you know, buy other things to reduce that suffering, or alleviate that pain, and at the end of the day, if you had just invested preventatively, it would have paid off and you wouldn't have to go through something like that. And so I want to thank you for supplying me with those two remedies because they were tremendous. And my recovery, it was literally instantaneous. And I was actually able to pass that lotion on to a woman who had torn very badly with her childbirth and she gave me feedback saying, you know, everything's healing really, really rapidly thanks to that oil you gave me. Oh, so thank so you. Cool. You helped me and you helped a friend of mine. Thank you very much.
1: Cool. Well, good for you for putting it on and going through with taking care of your body.
0: Yeah, it's just so important. And, and when you hear these stories, it's just highly motivating. And I didn't have to experience any of that. And I'm very grateful because it sounds like a nightmare. what a lot of these women are just going through. And, and massaging the perineum, like, there's a lot, and I am gonna I'm gonna say it at the conference because it's just insane what women go through. I mean, like the horror yeah. stories I heard, I couldn't even believe it. Oh, you know, yeah.
1: yeah I on all my list to make
0: a a, a birth kit,
1: a baby oh. oil thing for.
0: Do you? Well, I had Shakina. I told Shakina, and Shakina's like, I need that oil, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'll email them and say, and I'm like. The women in my class were like, you know, what is this stuff? And and then, um, you know, I put it on the pads afterwards, whatever. And I, I gave uh, like sort of a little bit of a recipe because they didn't, you know, I didn't know if you could produce the oil or whatever. And so people, oh yeah, like binding aspects of yeah. it and so forth, like lavender. Um, but yeah, it, it had a big impact. Right. I think because of the tools and technology, I have access to help educate the people in my natural childbirth class. And I convinced Mm -hmm. some of them to take their placenta as well. Oh, great. Yeah, which I think is also (laughs) another very helpful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one of the things that a lot of women suffer from is acne. At any age, do you have any insight into protocols that women can engage in to reduce acne or remove the causes of acne?
1: Yes, Um, well, anything that's a product that's for acne usually just strips the skin of the protective lipid barriers and affects the acid mantle, which is like the skin's immune system, and our skin is a huge part of our immune system, so um, it's very important to keep all of that intact and not to use, like, harsh, you know, harsh uh, alcohol products and different things that are on the market that really, like, literally burn through the skin, and, again... Acne really is coming from the inside of the body. The lining of the gut and the skin are inextricably bound in a relationship that requires the same thing. So, um, the, the is topically, the skin needs beneficial bacteria and so does the gut. So, it's very important that we really think of the health of our guts and we colonize them with probiotics, fermented foods, just have that ratio of friendly flora really high, which is going to benefit every single aspect of your body, from your hormones to your immune system to your skin, um, that helps us digest food. And when food and proteins and pathogens and toxins can't pass through the gut, they're going to try and get out through the skin. And that's going to be an acne or in, result in acne or bumishes. Um, another thing that backs up is hormones. And when the liver is congested, then we're not able to process um, estrogen that we're getting from um, maybe chemicals or from our monthly cycle, we're not able to process that. Also, you want to tune in and see um, if you're having a good healthy cycle, if you're in those stages, you, you want to be having about a 28 day cycle, if you're skipping ovulation, if your periods are short or you're skipping them, that's also usually going to result in hormonal acne. So looking at hormones and digestion, and the other thing to look at is any food sensitivities. So if, you know, look at gluten, soy, sometimes people just get off wheat and soy and their acne totally clears up. So then that being said, if you, you know, or you're, or you're working on getting those things uh, balanced and eliminating the wheat, then you can use essential oils to, because they're all antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral. So if you have a zit, you can use rosemary topically, Frankincense, tea tree, those all help in the meantime to help the surface of the skin. And again, don't use harsh soaps to wash your face, which I know people think, oh, if they have acne, they have to clean it and scrub it, and it's like a problem with oil on the surface of the skin, but it really isn't. It's really gut hormone.
0: With all these estrogen in our food these days, what are some foods or like clean eating? habits that you would recommend? you talked about some things to avoid, what would you recommend eating that would cause beauty from the inside out?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, definitely, well, water. You don't want to be drinking tap water because that, you know, the chlorine, the fluoride, and who knows what else is in there is really, so every cell in your body needs pure water. And, you know, and that goes for bathing and stuff too, because if you shower for 10 minutes, with chlorine, tap water, you're getting more chlorine into your body than having eight, eight glasses of tap water. Because I, I think we all underestimate the power of our skin's ability to absorb. So, then when we turn that around and we have a bath in pure water and we add things like magnesium, baking soda, essential oils like frankincense, then we just made a really life-affirming, amazing decision. We're feeding our bodies bacteria, I mean, we're feeding our bodies alkalinity, we're feeding our bodies magnesium, and we're feeding it the rich, potent monoterpenes of the frankincense oil. You know, or we can choose to have a bath in, like, perfume, fragrance, phthalate, yeast-causing <laughs> estrogen mm-hmm. excess-making toxins. So it's like every time we can really go for it with our health or go down another path. But back to food, um, so I like to eliminate soy, uh, wheat, any kind of things that's gluten. And then from there, you know, you have to sort of see what your body type is for how you're going to do with eggs. Or not your body type, but just who you are. Um, I'm not into the blood type or anything like that. And then, of course, fat. Fat is so important for um, really great skin. And it has to be pure, happy fat. So hemp oil, pumpkin seed oil, avocados, if you're into butter, the highest quality grass fed butter you can find, olive oil. And again, the fats you just can't be cheap on. You have to buy the best fats ever. And that will so nourish your body. Fats are definitely something that we need and definitely a beauty food. Sugar and carbs, they're not beauty foods. And carbs, you know, sometimes we also forget like we're like sugar, oh yeah, we get to how that can spike insulin and it's not healthy. But we, I think we also may not know that carbohydrates. So if you eat two pieces of whole wheat toast, that is getting more of a, an insulin reaction in your body than a tablespoon of sugar. So the carbs can be pretty tricky. And in the 80s and 90s, when they talked about low-fat, high-carb foods, that's definitely not the beauty path. So you know, and of course, everything fresh, wild raw organic that's just the way and and then then for your individual self intuition are you digesting that do you feel good after you eat that and that's the individual fine-tuning that you can
0: do that's great that's a very powerful protocol you're recommending there okay let's talk about scar tissue people have scar tissue for for many different reasons and is it possible to have this un, unsightly scar tissue reduce, and if so, how?
1: Yes, it's possible, absolutely, and whether the scars are old or new, and essential oils are really the only thing that I know to really help this, and they're, so, they're the ticket because they're so powerful. So if it's a new scar, surgical, you know, or a wound, a cut, you want to be pouring essential oils into that undiluted meat straight up. I have a blend that I make called Dewdab, which has got frankincense, cypress, rose, auto, lavender, and immortal. Um, So you can use those together individually. You can make it up. But those are all really great oils to heal scars. They're also, like let's say even if you got a bottle of frankincense, pour that into the open wound, into the scar. That cleans it out. It's antiseptic. It's antiviral. And it's astringent, so it will clean, it will start closing the skin together. Once the skin has a total seal, then you can start adding an oil to that. So you could take the doodab or your frankincense and add that to jojoba oil. And again, at a pretty strong ratio, like 50-50, even a beautiful olive oil. And then you massage that into the scar. And then that will really heal and that will prevent keloids. And if it's an old scar, then just do the same. Take something like the dab or the Frankincense Lavender at a high potency, like 50-50, and then just be diligent about massaging into the scar twice a day. It's great. And people have even been using something like the Seabuckthorn Best Skin Ever, which is sort of the one thing I made to take care of it all. So, you know, if you want to prevent stretch marks, you want to wash your face, your husband wants to borrow the bottle, you want to put it on your baby... You want to just have one bottle to wash and moisturize. It's like the one thing, sort of the foundation. But even people have found, like, once they got a soap and they just simply started washing and moisturizing their face with that, even people were getting their acne scars to go away. And that wasn't even really focusing on the individual scars. So you could, you know, start washing your face with that and moisturizing and then adding an essential oil to the spots,
0: and that really helped. Going back to frankincense, just briefly... You sent me some frankincense, and that's what I put on. I just put on a drop on Sophia's belly button, and the bookboard fell off, no problem. Everything was clean. Everything was very effective. And the pediatrician, again, was like, wow, you know, this looks really great, and and it's also clean, and... Uh, what did you do? And I said, I just put a drop of frankincense oil <laughs> in her belly button and, and, and that was it. And he was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, it worked really, really well. And again, it was very high quality what you sent me, so I felt really good about putting it on her body. And, you know, some people, their babies get infected and then there's like this gnarly thing that they have to deal with and the oh. baby's poor little body has to fight that infection early on in their life. Yeah. And, again, you know, no need to go down that road. Just get a good, high-quality product. Use that. Um, it's very safe, very effective, and that's what works for us. So
1: That's awesome. I love how you're like the 39-year-old, you know, just giving birth mother, just showing everybody how it can be different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my pediatrician's <laughs> learning a lot. Uh, I think, uh, and yeah, and and they, you know, it's really interesting because Sophia is so healthy. She's 97 oh, yeah. percentile in height. She's 97 percentile in weight. Her head is perfect. She can already stand up with me just holding her hands. She's like a super genius super baby, and every time I huh. bring her in, they ask me a little bit more like, so what exactly did you eat while you were pregnant? And actually, my, yeah. my pediatrician, it's a father-daughter team. She's pregnant now. Oh, wow. Like so King I think we, You know, that's what we do. We don't lecture anyone. We don't say, oh. hey, why are you doing that? You should do this. It's through the power of showing a really good example and having phenomenal results. And, again, that confidence. So that when I was in my natural birthing class and I said, look, I know this might sound strange to all of you guys because we were talking about post how to get your energy back and, and so forth. I said, I know this might sound crazy, but I highly recommend, based on the research I've done, encapsulating your placenta. And everyone was like, huh? And then afterwards, <laughs> some of the women came up, and they're like, hey, look, can you give me the name of that uh that girl? <laughs> That's the placenta thing that you talked about. Like, maybe we don't even want to admit these things, but we can do them on the side. I don't care. Just do them. And so, awesome. you know, taking... Yeah, just taking sea buckthorn and and using it. I think this whole idea that using an essential oil doesn't cause oily skin and can even combat oily skin is a revolutionary piece of information because we are so schooled in this idea of using soap and I mean like Dove soap, like using that kind of stuff to wash your face with, and it's actually causing all these problems when. Applying an essential oil will solve all these problems.
1: You reminded me with the frankincense of a story. After the last Women's Wellness Conference, we were spending time with friends in Malibu, and a friend that came by was like, you know, I love paddleboarding, I love being in the ocean, but I had um, some skin cancer removed from my leg, and it won't close up. I can't go in the ocean because it just keeps the wound open. Oh. And I was like, okay, I, here, here, take my bottle of frankincense. Um, and." put it on there every day and so i checked in with him a month later and he's totally paddleboarding because the skin totally closed up for the first time in a year
0: this program was brought to you by thebestdayever.com thanks for listening